Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. First, pay your bills. Have some fun. And if there's anything left over, give it to God. You'll see later, and this will probably surprise some of you, not all of you, but some of you. Most Christians live what I just said. Most Christians live exactly what I just said. This verse does not say, pay your bills first, have fun, and if there's anything left over, donate it to God. When setting priorities for your budget, in what order do you place giving? Is it at the top or the bottom? If you're like most people, it's at the bottom. If it made it on the list at all. For some reason, we overlook the fact that God's Word tells us to put it first. Today, we learn we're all stumped with the paradox, give and you'll get more, keep and you'll lose. Scripture says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Question, do you use a shovel or a spoon? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 4, with our continuing study entitled, Money Matters. What's the purpose for lottery? It's to offset this principle. But God doesn't want this principle offset because realistically, God designed us to work. That was the principle. Listen to this. A few months ago, I don't know what it was, I just took a night off and we went down to Palm Beach and Got on uh, Yahoo and Priceline or whatever and got a great place for, as you know me, or whatever. And, and I picked up this magazine called the Palm Beach Illustrated. And this was a page I tore out probably seven or eight months ago. I knew eventually in Proverbs I'd get the money. So I just put it in my folder and here we are. Listen to this, the Palm Beach's stress test. Here's what somebody actually wrote. I'm a fourth generation member of a well-to-do family. I have a trust fund, of course. And I also have a burning desire to be a productive member of society. I've tried everything. Investing in real estate, investing in internet startups, minding my own uh, investments, but often I feel just empty. I wonder if my rich great-grandfather ever felt like this. So here's a guy that's got this huge trust, probably more than you and I will ever have with retirement and everything our whole life, and he's investing like crazy. But he feels empty. Well, I thought it was interesting, the answer. Here was the answer. We might suggest that instead of merely investing daddy's money, you actually try working for a living. (laughs) I like it. We know it sounds dreadful, 
But there can be a lot of satisfaction in mixing with ordinary people. <laughs> Who's ordinary here? You got me. We're all together. Why is this guy empty? You know why? He's supposed to be working hard. We are designed not to work off of somebody else's money. It's nice if you can have it, but to work ourselves, to be industrious. Do you know that many people that win the lottery, their lives are destroyed for life? Because they kick that job gone and they go out and they've lost it. Amazing. So working hard is part of God's design for us. That's how we begin to get those things that he wants to give us. I was reading some laws of work. you like this. You know, since most of us here work, here's some laws of work that I came across. See, see if these kind of relate to you at work. After any salary raise, you will have less money at the end of the month than you did before. Remember that? Next. When the bosses are talking about improving productivity, they are never talking about themselves. Is that true? Careful now. Here's one for you gals that are on the computers all the time. Important letters at work that contain no errors will develop errors in the mail. Uh, you know what happened? I double-checked that thing. There wasn't a thing there. Here's another one. You are always doing something marginal when the boss drops by your desk. Here's the last one. This is very true at work. The last person that quit or was fired will be held responsible for everything in the future that goes wrong. Is that right? Well, the reason there's a problem here is this guy was the janitor, but the stock has gone down to nothing. It's the janitor's fault. We were designed to work hard. Most people spend maybe half of their waking hours working. God knew it. So his word is filled with principles about work. Now, if we don't get this first principle down, the rest of the thing about money doesn't matter because it all starts out of a good work ethic in our lives. Whether it's working at home, homeschooling, what doesn't matter. It's the amount of work and the diligence that you and I put into it. Let me, let me read your verse. You can just write it down tonight. While you're there, turn to Proverbs 10.4. Here's the one I want you to write down. 1 Timothy 5.8. Let me read it to you. God was serious when he talked about work. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This principle is not somebody like we have so many of today that has just been laid off. That's the kind of society we live in today. Very shaky. Nothing is secure anymore. That's not what this verse is talking about. It's not talking about, this is talking about someone who has been laid off, and it might be a year, he's, he or she's not out looking for a job. They're just lazy. They're just hanging out. There's no effort on their part. It's not somebody that just recently got laid off, and they're pounding the pavement, they're reading, they're praying, whatever. This is about somebody who's just lazy. You see, God gave this principle to say to a man, especially at the head of a household, or ladies, if you're single or whatever, single parent, you have that responsibility. That, that's where you are. That's where we are today. That we have to provide for our family and do everything we can do to support them. If not, it doesn't really matter 
what we say we are spiritually. We have to be providing. And that's one of the things that I think is good about many of the guys on our staff as pastors here. There isn't really one of them on staff that hasn't worked in the workforce. We've all been there. I worked 20-some years, 27 years. And all the other guys the same way. We know, now that we're here, and I know most of you think we just do nothing around, just come with us one day. Come with us. Come with us. But see, many people think, well, you pastors don't know what I'm going through. Oh, yes, we know. Why do you think those work things meant a lot to me? Sure we know. So the Bible says, I have some responsibilities. And I can't call myself godly if I'm lazy or irresponsible, if I'm all the time kind of just making excuses. Look at Proverbs 10.4. Lazy hands make a man poor. See, some people talk a great deal. You hear them talking. Oh, I've really been pounding that table. I've been really pounding that work. I'm looking at every job I can get. And I said, how many applications you felt? None. Well, wait a minute. Something's wrong. Now, lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. In other words, laziness will bring poverty, debt, heartache. So we can't be lazy. We can't be procrastinators. We can't ignore opportunities. We can't make excuses because here's what's happening. We are wasting the resources that God has given us. He's given us all talents. So if I don't provide, then I'm wasting his resources. And I told you earlier, I'm going to be accountable to God for those resources. Now, here's another thing, and, and I was reading about this this week, and I think it's really a positive thing. If you're here tonight, and you're struggling financially with a job, or going to be laid off, or can't get enough hours, or whatever, keep praying, because it is God's will that you have a job to provide for your family. So just say, God, it's your will. I know it's your will. We saw it tonight. So I'm praying that you will give me what I need. Just keep praying. Have faith. You see, the Bible says, if I pray in his will, I'll have what he asked. You don't have to doubt this one tonight. You pray. You ask God, and God will do it. Just begin praying tonight. Don't get discouraged. Just keep praying. God will do it. So number one, work hard. Number two, give generously to God and others. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Notice this verse, and I want you to see what it says. This is a very common verse. Some of you have heard it before, but it's just loaded. It's pregnant with possibilities. Honor the Lord with whose wealth? Mine. And that wealth goes back to those things we told you before. Those things. My talents, my spiritual talents, my time, my resources. Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the, and this is a word I want you to circle. With the first fruits of all your crops. Now notice what this verse doesn't say. This verse does not say, first, pay your bills, have some fun, and if there's anything left over, give it to God. You'll see later, and this will probably surprise some of you, not all of you, but some of you, most Christians live what I just said. Most Christians live exactly what I just said. This verse does not say, pay your bills first, have fun, and if there's anything left over, donate it to God. No, this verse doesn't say that. No, it also doesn't say this. Feel forced 
to give to the Lord your wealth. Feel pressured, pressured to give. Some of you come places like that. It doesn't say that. It says honor, respect the Lord. Now, keep your finger there, and you've got to go back to one more book. Deuteronomy, back a few. Chapter 26. Where's this first fruits come from? What is first fruits all about? First fruits is the first and best portion to God. If you want to have a little saying that will remind you what first fruits is all the time, just say this off the top. Off the top. That's what first fruits is. Any of you raised on a farm? The old days before you used to homogenize and pasteurize milk and all that stuff? When you got the milk and put it in the cooler, out there in the well, when it came up, what was on the top? Woo, cream. That's first fruits. It's off the top. It's rich, it's ready, and it's delicious. It's just about as good as Cool Whip Artificial, right? No. Off the top. You see, God doesn't want our Cool Whip. He wants our cream right off the top. Well, look at Deuteronomy chapter 26. Verse 9. We'll be right back to Proverbs, so don't skip it. Here's what happened. This is challenge to the nation Israel. He brought us to this place and gave us this land. A land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, they're saying, we got Israel. We shouldn't have ever got Israel. We were freed from Egypt. God brought us to this land. It's an incredibly rich land. And we had nothing to do with it, really. God just gave it to us. And they says this, and now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. In other words, they planted their crops and they realized, number one, they were in the land because God gave them the land. Number two, the soil was rich because God had made it rich. Number three, when they planted the seed, they already had the seed from God. And number four, when they planted it, the sun and the rain and all that was from God. So the first crops that came, they didn't sit down and say, it's because of my intelligence. I went to the 4-H club. You know, I, I know how to do this. No, they go, this is all God's. So they said here, O Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. God had instructed the people after, listen, listen, after they had worked the land. Did you get it? They didn't go like this. Oh, here's some seed. Okay, we'll be back in six months to see what happens. They worked the land. First point I brought out. After they did that, things came up. They were to give what? The first and best portion to who? To God first. To God first. That's first fruits. Now, by doing that, by doing that, what did it do? It did three things. Express gratitude. If you just want to write the three little words down. Gratitude. Why gratitude? Without God, how much do they got to give them? Nothing. Number two, it was a step of faith. By giving the first, they were saying to God, okay, we're going to trust you since we're giving you some of this, that everything else is going to add up. There's going to be enough. And third, and I like this one most, just where it write the word reduced. It reduced their greed and their pride. By doing it, they, they bowed down to God and they said, God, what I'm giving you, I'm doing it because I know it's you. And I'm doing it, I'm giving the first fruits a 10% right off the top because I know the rest, whatever I have left, you're going to make do. And to be very honest with you, giving helps me try to keep it myself. Because if I could, I might keep it myself. 
but I know you're watching, so I won't. See, we have that greed. We have that selfish nature in us. Okay, now look at chapter 8, verse 18. Let me ask you, why should I give off the top to God? Some of you are already nervous about off the top. You're already asking questions before or after taxes. Relax. By the way, if you've asked that question, you're already condemned. Because in a moment, you'll see why. You don't get it. You don't get it. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. Very important verse. You probably don't have it circled, but you should. Because this is the key to your life and my life. But remember the Lord your God, for it is IBM who gives you the ability, or Harris, to produce wealth. What does it say? For it is who? God. You say, well, it isn't God. It's my education. It's how I was placed. It's the job God opened up for me. It's me. It's my intelligence. It's my hard work. No. Everything comes from God. All the talents I have come from God. Whatever I have comes from God. So if you've landed a great job and you're being making big bucks, who did it come from? It came from God. So why should I give to God? The first fruits off the top because of gratitude. It's a step of faith. It helps me to be like God and get rid of greed. And realistically, he gave me the ability to have it. Why shouldn't I give it to him off the top? Now, if I do, and you haven't haven't followed me yet, but if if I learn, because I, I don't know what percentage, but I would say this. This weekend when I'm speaking, and I don't really have a clue about this church, but maybe... 60% of you don't practice what we're getting ready to teach. Maybe 70%. I don't know. And if you'll get it, you're going to have to get the tape, listen to it, think about it. And I'm going to challenge you later. And you're going to see why. In three or four months, you revolutionize your life. I'm serious. Is money spiritual? Oh, it's very spiritual. How we handle it is incredibly spiritual. Now, go back to, if I give off the top, remember the cream? He doesn't want Cool Whip, especially light Cool Whip. Especially generic light Cool Whip. Especially generic no fat at all Cool Whip. He wants the cream off the top. If I do it, what happens? Go back to uh, Proverbs chapter 3 where your other finger was. Look at verse 10. Still with me? Okay. Circle the word in verse 10. Then. Proverbs 3. Verse 10. You see, if I give it the first fruits, then the next fruit, which was verse 9 we read, then if I do this first, what can I expect to happen? Look what it says. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Just by that verse, you might want to write this. Abundance. Notice what it doesn't say here. If you give to God off the top, you won't have enough to pay your bills. Is that what it says? Now, that's what most of you believe. Well, Pastor Mark, there's no way. You look at my budget, there's no way to do this. Well, that's because, number one, you've gotten things mixed up. Sometimes it takes a little work. And I'm going to give you a little plan tonight. Seriously, for many of you that have never tried it. Because for many places you've been hype or you just don't understand God's principles. These are principles that are all through the Word. Started thousands of years ago, still works today in everybody's life. Notice, 
It doesn't say if you give off the top, you won't have enough to pay your bills and you'll always be in financial need. This is a promise. Verse 10 is a promise from God. And it basically is a paradox. It says this, give and you'll get more. Keep and you will lose. Keep and you will lose. Doesn't make sense. Now, turn with me to Proverbs 11.25, quickly. And then with another finger or a pen, you don't have to keep the Proverbs one. We'll be back later, but I'll help you when you get back. Turn to Luke 6.38. So it's Proverbs 11.25, then Luke 6.38. Now let's read Proverbs 11.25. A generous man, what's the next word? Might, is that what it says? Generous man will prosper. If I speak about generous, I want you to think about me. Which am I talking about? Oh, I'm sure you're talking about this in Pastor Mark. Well, you'll see in a moment. A generous man, what? Will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. You see, I was born to give, but my natural nature is to get. So that's what giving's all about. It's about getting God's nature. Okay? Now look at Luke 6:38. Give and what? It will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. Here's the key you want to read. For with the measure, <laughs> with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, go back a couple books to Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Paul says, we're to remember this. Put it in our memory bank. Get it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Paul says, remember this. Make it go to the top floor. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Someone has said this, I shovel it out and God shovels it in. And he's always got a bigger shovel than I do. So I want you to see what he's talking about tonight. Forget the, the tools. Think about the principle. Here's my money. Here are the things that God has given me. God is instructing me a couple things tonight. We'll see three of them in a minute. Ties, offerings, and alms. Now, if I use this as a relative figure of giving to God, what can I expect back? About that much. So we've been learning about the concept of giving. God's Word promises He'll bless us in one of three ways. Spiritually, materially, and eternally but we need to let him decide. One thing's for sure, you'll never outgive God. 2 Corinthians 9.6 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark examines more scripture that supports God's framework for your finances. You'll learn the three types of biblical giving along with three principles to easily apply that'll get you on track. Please don't let fear or discouragement keep you from the truth. Let's do life right. Start honoring God with all your money and possessions. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here